All right, everybody, we're back for another episode of Other Duties as Assigned. Today we are joined by Brittany and Alvy. They are of EquipCheck and Youngstown State University. So we want to get in and kind of let them introduce themselves, talk about it. This is a unique episode. We're joined by what's basically vendors and, you know, equipment personnel at the same time. I don't think we've quite done this yet. But, uh, yeah, uh, take turns, I guess. Kind of tell us where uh, where you guys got your start in this crazy profession uh, kind of where, what, what led you to here? Well, I guess, you know, this, this I guess it'll start off with me since I'm the older one of the bunch. Um, <laughs> by a but, lot. Uh, by a lot. <laughs> but so, um, so I, and you know, I started as a, I started as a student equipment manager at Youngstown State in 1990. Um, graduated, became full time on that then. Um, Left after the 2001 season to go to Southern Illinois and work there as a head equipment manager for the Salukis. I was there until 2009 when I left to go to Northern Illinois. But while I was there at Southern Illinois, I, I met Brittany and she was dumb enough to marry me somewhere along the line. Um, you know, everybody makes mistakes. She's still paying for this one. <laughs> and, uh, so that I went to Northern Illinois for three seasons, and then my uh, former boss, Carmen, the late Carmen Cassis, retired, and I was given the opportunity to come back to Youngstown, and I've been back for nine years now. So, um, and, you know, it, it, what's, what people don't know, or, well, at least, you know, people from the outside don't know, is me and Brittany, we've been married 10 years in July now. And uh, we don't live with each other. And we're absolutely totally happy with it. She still lives in Illinois. She's in Florida right now. She still lives in Illinois. I live in Ohio. And, um, you know, COVID's been a little fun- funky for us. But uh, we we celebrated New Year's Eve in Aruba this year. And we'll probably get to see each other pretty soon here since the football season's winding down. So Brittany can go her give her a little bio right now. So I tell her what parts I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, actually, right around the time that I met Alvia, I was actually getting into software development. Before that, I was in the finance sector. So I've been in software development for about 10, going on maybe 11 years at this point. And it's been mostly in the mobile design. So apps, uh, corporate software, kind of boring tool stuff. And so I was kind of between projects four years ago at this point, maybe five years ago. And I'd heard for the last, I, I don't know, I guess for the last five years at that point that Ali, you know, wasn't really happy with like the software for inventory that he was using, that it was hard to use, and that he kind of needed something better. And honestly, I didn't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, and it it took quite a while for him to kind of wear me down on it. I really, I had talked to a lot more equipment managers. I had been going to the conferences at that point. I loved seeing the equipment managers and interacting with them, but, you know, 
being married to sports behind the scenes, you see what goes all into it. And it's like, I don't know if I really want to be part of that industry. And so, you know, it took a while. And what it really came down to is that I, I love the equipment managers and what they do. And so we were like, okay, well, let's kind of come together and talk to them and see if we can make something that's, that's easier to use. That's going to hopefully solve a lot of kind of efficiency issues that weren't being solved and just almost just disrupt the, in, the industry in the software department at the very least, it'll make it more competitive and, bring everybody kind of to their toes. And uh, so we started working on it. Uh, and probably about a year later, we um, we started going to conferences and Albie got to see behind the scenes <laughs> of uh, what it was like to kind of be a vendor. And he got to kind of peek behind that curtain. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what that's been like for him, but I think it's been, I think it's been interesting having to wear, the the dual hat of like vendor and and equipment manager i definitely think he maybe respects the the vendor side a little bit more not that i want to like speak for him or anything <laughs> well i'm sure uh, you know it's your vendors like you because i'm sure you're you're easier on your vendors maybe than than other people would be or even you would have been before because you you've been on the other side now yeah now now that yeah i i can realize well you know it's you never want to work retail Everybody's worked retail. Everyone's we we we. If you ever work retail, you don't want to do that horror again. And <laughs> we'll say it's not that bad. But yeah, I you know deal with vendors now. I do have a better perspective from where they're sitting at. And you know, I I, I hope I don't treat them differently. I think I treated them well before, but I think I do. I think I do understand them more now. Um, but uh, you know, for me. Sitting in the booth and it, trying to sell my, it, it, trying to sell the software isn't really, it's still not my main job, I'll say. So I'm still in the booth acting as an equipment manager and, and a customer, but on the same token, I'm still trying to get, you know, if the person wants to buy it, you know, I, I'm more willing to help out with that. But you know, I, you know, and you know, very well, Scott, it's, you know, this profession, people are hard, it's hard to get people to change. They get, they get, stuck in their favorite laundry soap and you know if they move to a school they take that with it and and, and so same thing helmet shoulder pads they like what they like and, and so you know you're not going to get anybody to change just because you got a you know dynamic personality and things like that. you you still have to have a product that works absolutely we are we are beasts that are very much uh, stuck in our ways and we like we like to do things a certain way and you can come in and show us a better way to do it and if you do then we're all for it because like you said Brittany efficiency is a big thing and anything that can make our lives easier we're always for it because the job is, is demanding enough that anything that makes it easier we're there for but if it's if it's uh, six one way half dozen the other we're going to do it the way we've always done it for sure right and I think one of the things you know, I worked working with Brittany and trying to get this software up and going, um, and then using it in my equipment room. It's so funny because I actually had to change the way I worked. You know, before it was go to the computer and issue something like that. And you know, she, Brittany brought along apps, and so 
you know, I had to physically think as I'm walking along. It's like, oh, I can issue this on my phone. And I don't have to, you know, I don't, I'm not tied to the computer. I can do a whole, I can receive things on my phone, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really, it really changed the way I had to work. And, and you know, it, so it's been the first year is all the first year is the hardest for sure. Now I, I can't imagine working without it. And it's, you know, it's way, it's gotten way better since we first started with the input of me and my assistant, Tim Gallo. And then, you know, the other schools that are, that are using this and taking input from them. Um, you know, Scott, you, you, we all do the same job, but we all do it so vastly different, you know, it, it, either because our personality is different, what the school requires from us or, or, you know, just one thing or another leads us to do the same thing very differently. Um, and that's been, you know, people have, people have opened my eyes by sometimes the way they use the software where I would have never thought of doing it, something like that, you know, but it's been, it's been great. It's been educational. It's been very educational and it's been very interesting to, to see the way other equipment rooms operate. I'm going to say that's got to be one of the best, best, bettest, best, <laughs> better parts for you. Um, <laughs> the better parts is kind of, you know, you, everybody has their way of doing things. And as you work for people and, and go through this industry, you pick up stuff from your different bosses and then you take all of that and then you find things the way, you know, how to do it your own way. Right. And right. Once you become a head equipment manager, then you're like, hey, you know, I've taken what I've learned through the different jobs, the different places I've been, learned things from different people, and this is how I want to implement all of it. And now you are in, you know, kind of a better seat to go to these different schools, talk to them, see how they're doing their inventory stuff, and really take a step back and be like, Hey, are they doing something that maybe I should be doing? Or if they're using this software in a way that I never even realized I could, because now you don't have to carry around a pen and pencil or pen and, you know, or pen and pad of paper, pen and pencil. My God, I'm all over the place right now. But if you don't have to do that and you can (laughs) use everything from your phone, then your life's exponentially easier. You know, you're not going back and forth. Everything you have as you're, you know, receiving shipments as you're, maybe doing just kind of a spot check it for inventory. You can just be right there at the shelf doing that. And then your phone's right beside you. You're not writing it all down, taking it back to your, to your desk to work on it later. So that, I think that makes things a lot better for you. Yes. Yeah. It's fascinating. And, and I've moved around um, similar to you, but I've moved around a lot here early in my career where you work different places, not just one spot. That's how this, this job goes. But one of the more interesting parts about that for me is, has been uh, seeing how the guy before me or in, in the students in that room, how they did things and maybe how it was different for me. And I've stolen some of that stuff and adapted it. So just like with that inventory software, I think the first year you kind of, you know, learn to work with the room or learn to work with your software. Then after that, it's learning to make, the software work for you. So it's adapting it, learn how to use it and then learn how to, how to maximize it. So I've, I've worked with a couple different softwares now, not yours. Um, but in, in all their similarities, they are different, just like equipment rooms. And I think that it's, it's nice. You can tell that there's a lot of equipment input in all these, these companies, because if they weren't listening to us, things wouldn't be a certain way. The, the things like the mass checkout and 
stuff like that, you know it had to have come from an equipment guy just being like, I'm tired of clicking on every single athlete. So things like that. But I wanted to get into a little bit of equipment check and just what is there, if anything, about your product that you're the most proud of or maybe that separates you from other uh, inventory softwares or when you talk about, um, Brittany, when you were talking about efficiency, what are what are some features with EquipCheck that you really think help equipment managers, um, wh- whether they have a, a current software now or are not using anything? They're just like pa- Patrick over there with his pen and paper. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think with our software in particular, we really focus on customizing it to the equipment room. And that could be anything from just little features. Uh, Alvy, you know that I'm going to throw back your your notepad back in your face. One of the things that Alvy had to have uh, whenever we first started designing software was a little notepad that slid out in in the app where he can quickly jaunt down a note and it pops up on his desktop whenever he gets gets mm-hmm. back to the equipment room and um, that's huge sorry not to interrupt you that's huge thank you patrick thank you that is <laughs> for any equipment manager that she, is she, huge she laughed, she laughed at me when she says well this is so simple why do you need this like oh that is so huge and it's like oh i can't tell you how many times I, that's yeah that's, that's it's the littlest thing but it makes the world so much better yeah absolutely I, you know, I like to throw that one out there because I can make fun of it um, because it came from Alby. <laughs> and so therefore I, I can make fun of that one. But there's been uh, actually truly amazing customizations that come directly from the equipment managers and working with them and visiting their equipment rooms and seeing how they work. Um, one equipment manager used a lot of Excel docs to plan packing trips and make sure that laundry was checked in and out while he was on the road for baseball and kind of doing the laundry. And so now the software has um, kind of quick form uh, checklists that essentially is just a fancy Excel that's in the software. So you can go down and click the rosters and you can click the uh, inventory that you're packing uh, and it'll just generate a quick packing or laundry list for you. And so he doesn't, you know, have to quickly, uh, you know, he doesn't have to make that every week. He can just um, regenerate it within the software. Um, like, so, can you do that for like travel lists too? Like your travel roster, you know how, like Alvi, you know, I mean, Obviously, you guys understand this with, you know, week to week, your travel roster can change, especially on football side. You know, you have a couple of guys go down for injury and checklists are an equipment manager's best friend. So, you know, you're looking at what you're packing for uniforms, making sure they have, you know, game loops. So, I mean, like everything under the sun. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming, obviously, you guys came up with that kind of to to implement. So you're on the road you need to double check something, you can literally just access all of that right there on your phone. You're not having to worry about anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, making it making it absolutely mobile friendly. And that comes from my background in, in mobile is that it was built with mobile forward. Uh, it wasn't mobile in mind. It was like, we are going to make apps that are going to be fully integrated with the software. They're going to update instantly. 
Uh, whenever you're out on the field, anybody back in the room is going to see exactly the moment you issue it. Um, and so, you know, they can work offline, online, and things are going to get updated. Um, so you have kind of constant inventory um, updates. So, yeah, I, you know, it's for, for me, obviously, like you was talking about the travel list and, and especially with football. It will change, you know, week in, week out. That's all some little tweaks. And, and, you know, I can, when I'm packing the gloves for the kids, I can just pull up the, the, the list that is traveling. Those kids, those 64 kids that are traveling and shuffle out the other 40 or so. And I get my size run for gloves that I'm going to need, you know, so it's less I have to pack. Obviously, I could just always guess, but, you know, it's less I have to pack that I can just pull up those guys. Um, and tweak that least list from week to week. You know, if, sure, you can, you know, if there's 64 kids traveling, you could guess probably 58 to 60 of them. It's all those last four or five that, you know, their coaches are waiting till the last minute. Matter of fact, last year, last week, um, we'd finished our Friday practice and we was getting ready to board the plane while we was getting ready to leave the stadium. And coach came out, hey, we're going to take this kid and this kid's going to stay home. So, you know, right. You know, we're we're an hour away from leaving the stadium. It's like, hey, we gotta pack this kid up real quick, and he's going to go. So okay, so um, you know, trucks there, trucks in the hotel. We'll just take this bag with us. It's fine. <laughs> we're we're good. But you know, it it went off that hitch, and so like you know, like we have to do, we have to improvise and just go along with the flow and just go with it. Um, you know, and one of the things I, I you know I tell this story a few times to uh, to other people that. You know, like, like our software, like others, you can get, you know, send a questionnaire out to a, um, incoming student athlete and get their, have the email size and put it right into the system so you don't have to do it. You know, a lot of softwares do that. Um, but one of our customers in their thinking, cause you can make up the size charts and put them in there on your own. So mm-hmm. what they did for their volleyball team, is they put the Jimmy John's menu in there on their size chart. And so they'd be getting ready to leave for a game at noon, say, and they want to order Jimmy John's. Well, they'd email the questionnaire to the kids, to all the other players, and all the thing, all would be the Jimmy John's sizing thing, and they'd email it back to them, and they'd have their Jimmy John order and email that right to Jimmy John's. So they have their subs when they leave on the bus. I would have never thought of that in a million years. But once again, someone else thought of it. And the software is easy enough to use and manip- manipulate. And so there you go. <laughs> you're looking yeah. at the back end and you're wondering why footlong is one of the listed sizes uh, in the Round size number part. Three? Yeah, that's yeah. that's very unique. I've I've seen, um, you know, people have used uh, different methods for that, like SurveyMonkey, or you send them out a Google Drive or just mm-hmm. things like that. But if you, you've already got to use an equipment software for your inventory, the more ways you can utilize it, I mean, that's pretty smart. Yeah, I, I was like, wow, that's 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 interesting. Uh, <laughs> you guys got thought about getting into the mobile ordering business, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, as Brittany tells me, every time someone comes up with an idea from that, there's already an app for that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, very crowded market. <laughs> yeah. It is. Do you guys have? Yeah. Let me. I mean, I I wrote this down just because as I think of things and so I don't forget it, but do you guys have the ability? I mean, I'm going to, obviously I would assume this, but 
you know, you guys are on the road and everybody has, you know, kind of like that, that sideline trunk or that locker room trunk that you have where you just have a stock of gloves, padded girdles, undershirts and all of that. And you don't exactly keep a list of who you're, you know, issuing that out to on game days. So if you do have that ability, then you can track whether or not you have the same wide receiver coming up to you every single week being like, Hey man, I, I ripped my gloves and you can kind of track down and figure out what the problem is or if the kid's just a liar because there's a hundred. Yeah. There's a hundred percent chance that the kid's a liar. Um, no. that he, he didn't rip his gloves every single, every single week. Or, yeah. Or, you know, he threw them up to the stands cause he has so many fans. Um, but I mean, I, I would assume obviously you guys have the ability to track that because I, you know, in terms of, I mean, for, I know for me, for game days, I, you know, I've worked with three or four different softwares. I never did that. I never really kept track of who was getting what on a game day. But if you have the, you know, the ease of use and the ability to have it right there on your phone, is that something that you had ever thought of doing, Alfie or Scott? We, or? <laughs> we actually, we actually do do that. I actually, mm-hmm. you know, it's, because we use the product barcode, and so you got your phones, so you can just look up the per- you can scan scan it out, out the item out to the person right then and there. As long as you got an internet connection, which anymore is pretty easier easier to find than it was ten years ago. But yeah, I my my gloves are I have them in sizes there, and you know I have the kids' sizes there. And I actually what I I do I do a little work in advance. I put their I put their numbers on it. So then if I get bum rushed by three or four guys at one time, I can just, if that, if, if that package is empty and it has a number on, I just go back and scan the item and mm-hmm. there it's unissued to them. Um, or I can, you know, I, or I can, you know, if I do get bum rushed, you know, like it happens sometimes, you get three or four guys come up to you one time and, and all of a sudden, oh, I need gloves too. It's like, yeah, I just, I just save the bags and scan them and I can mass issue them at one big swap or just do them individually, you know, but yeah. On the road, we can do that. Girdles, yeah. As long as I still have the barcode on them, we can still do it. Yeah, or even you, if it doesn't have it, even if it doesn't have a barcode, it just it's easier with the barcode. Yeah, absolutely. And if you get just like that pain ref who's like, "Hey, all your guys need to be in leg pads," and so you start issuing out girdles because the guys decided to forget to pack them, and as your student managers are going through checking bags, they didn't see the girdle but decided not to tell you anyway. And right. you know. <laughs> The only reason I say this is because that happened to me when I went up to Albany one week and I was like, <laughs> how are so many guys missing padded girdles? And I have a trunk on the sideline that's just, you know, kind of stocked as a just in sure. case. And thank God that actually happened. The You know, the one game that it happened that I had backups. But, you know, I have guys coming up to me, so I'm handing out like 10 padded girdles and I didn't keep track of it. And you now guys have like three or four of them. And so it's just mm-hmm. to have that little bit of accountability for who you're issuing what to. So, you know, and, you know, as you're placing your orders, I think that'll definitely help because you can see, you know, what you're going through in a season. If, you know, certain players are going through, you know, six, seven pairs of gloves in a season and you have another guy who probably doesn't play, he gets basically two. You yeah. really know. I mean, it's it it helps a heck of a lot for, for your ordering and it really cuts down on the amount of extra stuff that you're buying each year. Yeah. It, it's, you know, I've noticed it over the last, since we started using this, this four years ago, I don't know, four or five years ago that, yeah, my, my order is more precise now. Um, cause I can, I can check and it, and really, uh, one of the things we do, we have, we have the last 10 transactions on the player's page. 
So it's like you can go back and look. Well, he just got you know ten transactions at this time. You know, later on in the year, that could mm-hmm. you know that could take taking quite a quite a bit of the calendar. So I mean, you can hey, he got a pair of gloves this game. He got a pair of gloves this. You can look at that real quick. So I mean, that does make it easy. But you can you can see who your abusers are. I mean, you know you mm-hmm. know who your abusers are. But it's nice to see there in 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 in, in a form that you can show. Yeah, actually, you know, it's it's we did we did spring ball in the fall like like other teams in our in our conference and uh, um they wanted their cold gear for a few of the practices because we since we practiced in the morning and so I issued the cold gear you know underneath stuff in the fall and so when we started back up in January February getting ready for this the the spring season it's like oh man I need I need some cold gear and it's like you know I can just go back. And I can swing my, I got a, I got a screen right by my issue window. I can swing it right around and say, you got these back in, you know, October 13th. Oh, I don't know where they're at. Well, better find it because I don't got another one. And you know, it's a, it's that <laughs> part right there. It's like, oh shoot, he's on to me. You know, he, he, I got busted. I got busted. So then it'll argue after that. You know, if it's on your loop, if it, if you put it on your loop, it should be on your loop. If you it, you should have it. You know, same thing. No doubt. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. My brain is just turning right now. You guys have got me in overdrive. I'm thinking. I've got two young assistants under me right now. Who um, a big thing right now? I've been teaching them and, and trying to to gear up to kind of get them through the processes of ordering mm-hmm. and letting them you know create some orders and and see kind of what they come up with and talking them through the process. You're looking at it from a whole different perspective if you've got a system like this in place that can be precise and show you, hey, this is what we did. Look at what inventory hit zero. Look at what still has over 100. We don't need to order as much of this next year. It's things that obviously I can talk out with them and that they can see in the drawers and on the shelves in the back. But it's a lot easier when you've got the computer screen. It's it's just another visual aid. So I think it's definitely one of those things. We've talked about it on here before, but I think it's one of those things that um, it's going to be the next big item that you know you're trying to make sure your students learn before you send them out into the to the profession, and and you know they're thrust into a situation where they've got to they've got to manage it all on their own as a full time person. Because let's face it, some of these kids are getting hired out and having a lot of responsibilities thrown on them. And if you haven't showed them how to do all this stuff, it can be, it can be a little grueling. So now you're, you're making my head spin on, on more, more things I need to include (laughs) on, on the, here's how you do this uh, list, but let's take a quick break. We'll come back with a second half and we'll, we'll continue with some, some equip check and some, uh, maybe some Youngstown state talk. All right, welcome back, guys. We're still here with Brittany and Alvy, and uh, much to Scott's chagrin, we're uh, talking hockey right now because we're <laughs> watching the Penns Rangers game, and uh, it's well established on this podcast that Scott doesn't like hockey, even though it's one of the greatest sports in the world. Um, but I want to hop right in here and, and let you guys talk about some of the some of the new things coming for for the app. I know you guys have. Uh, some some new stuff, Brittany, maybe that you're working on. Alvi, I don't know if you're ever going to use it, but uh, Brittany said that she's she, she's very much looking forward to some of the new things she's been working on, and uh, we'd love to to hear about that and and see what what you guys have coming for us. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely some of the things that we're working on is helping bring a lot of the features that are on the online platform to the apps. And the apps are already like fully functional um, where you can do most of the things on there, but we want to be able to get maximum uh, information into those apps. So anything from like uh, helmet configurations to um, just detailed information um, about like an item, uh, things like that have, you know, as for like years of kind of rapid development is just putting a lot of those detailed things into the apps to just make it accessible to the equipment manager uh, on kind of on the go. And um, also really working on right now is just making the software as kind of drop in possible into equipment room as you know, as you can, because that's really the biggest hurdle. And the thing that I hear the most from equipment managers, it's just like, well, getting started is such a, is such a hurdle. And I totally get it. Like you guys have so much inventory, like why <laughs> putting it into like a system and starting to like use it and everything. And it's definitely more work up front than it pays for itself. Like you're putting in more work than what you're getting back out of it for probably the first six months, maybe even a year as you kind of get used to it and everything. You have to get, you know, you have to put into the system so it can kind of pay you back out into, you know, managing what you're ordering and your coaching staff and administration, you know, seeing your budgets and seeing them become more organized and everything. So I'm hoping to make that process of like inputting uh, items more effortless, I guess. So that'll be helpful. I mean, that obviously the ease of use in general for any equipment manager, the less they have to kind of think about things, probably the easier it goes for us. So um, to make things a little bit more seamless and effortless is definitely uh, a, a major, major positive for for all of us. Yeah, it was definitely important whenever we're, whenever I was building it to uh, to make it so you couldn't break it. That was very important that no matter how Alvi tried to abuse it or <laughs> use it incorrectly, that you couldn't do exactly. anything that couldn't be undone uh, by you. And I think, I think that that's pretty true. There's really nothing in there that you can't break the software. It, you know, it's, it's fairly bulletproof where if you do something, you can easily just, you know, Click undo, erase, go back, you know, so. <laughs> That's, um, I think you hit a, the nail on the head. We've talked about it on here with these systems, man. They are a lot of work, but you certainly get out of them whatever you put into them. And it's a good warning that, you know, we've said that on here, but it may take time for you to see those dividends, but you will get out of them what you put into them. And, you know, it's just um, I'm reminded by what Terry was talking about on his episode a few weeks ago where. You know, their new system they've got, it has the, you can print out what you've ordered and how much you're using and, and yearly reports and having inventory softwares makes that so much easier that when you're, you know, Alvy, I'm sure you've been there when you're going to a head coach and you're saying, hey, guys aren't keeping up with their shirts or their socks or gloves. We've got an issue. They won't 
quit hammering the window or guys are saying they need this, blah, 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 blah. If you put it on your yep. loop, it'd be on your loop. You've got tangible evidence here where your coach, we spent, you know, $26,000 on socks. I hope not. Right. But you're, you have that's a, that's you a can, hell of a lot of money on socks. My, what do you? This hypothetical program has a real problem with socks. <laughs> <laughs> My God, did he have 400 athletes? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's Nick up at army. Maybe they got 1200 football players, but that's the, um, that's, that's something you can take and it's easier to manage when you, and print off when you have these systems. So putting in the work on the front end saves you in the long run. Cause you, you don't, if you don't have that information put in on the front end to see what you've issued in a year, it may take a year before you need that information, but you've got to put it in throughout the year. And that's a year's worth worth of labor, for, for something so simple that that is a huge, huge dividend there. Yeah. I definitely think that in the uh, in the industry, it definitely kind of gives you a one-up on the job market to say that you are efficient in some kind of inventory software. I might be a little biased uh, considering that I make inventory software, but at some <laughs> point it's going to become necessary. Yeah, You know, it, it's going to become necessary for you guys to be taken, you know, completely seriously as an industry and uh, as a professional um, athletic, uh, you know, industry. So, yeah, I mean, just uh, as the organization as a whole, like AEMA and, and, and in general, I mean, inventory is a, is a massive thing for equipment managers that people don't really realize that we do. So inventory management, it's not. You know, we're not just laundry guys. You know, we're doing inventory management. We're designing new uniforms, helmets, all of that stuff. And the the one thing I keep saying, I, I say inventory, and I think I've said it six times since I, I started talking here, but that is such a massive part of what we do because it really feeds into our ordering and how we budget things. And since we manage the budget of you know, multiple sports, you know, some people have 16, 18 sports on campus. If you're knowing what's going out the door to these student athletes and you know how much is going out the door and really keeping track of it and Hey, you know, this wears out halfway through the year. So I need to give a certain amount of compression shorts. I need a certain amount of compression shorts each year. I need a certain amount of padded girdles or cleats, game cleats, practice cleats, these break down faster than, you know, other things have in, in the past, it really is going to help you be a lot more budget conscious and uh, kind of get a little bit more bang for your buck when it comes to that ordering season, which happens in, you know, September, October for equipment managers for mm -hmm. literally the next year. And yeah. then you issue yeah. everything in July and then three months later, you're ordering again for, for literally the next year. So it's just, it's kind of crazy. It's insane to, to think about placing a, a futures order for something that's, you know, 10 months away for you almost. So, yeah. I mean, it's it, having an no inventory idea. management is huge. Oh, hey, absolutely. You have no idea what you got coming in. You got, you got, you know, 30, 30, 30 kids on your football team coming in and you know, they haven't even signed in October when you're ordering, but you have to know, you have to have a feel for what size they're going to get, use. You know, then you get that one freshman who has a size 18, and it's like, well, I gotta find. You know, I got a couple months to find it, but I'll find it. But mm -hmm. you know, it, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because you know you talk about the compression shorts and the socks and things that wear out real fast. 
you know, the, the, the business office, whoever is, is overseeing you, you know, they'll say, why'd you buy so many socks? And it's like, well, you know, you got 125 kids. If you each, each one, three of them, all of a sudden, you know, you, there's your number for that. And these socks cost X. All of a sudden, you know, you're, you're twelve, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars before you even blinked an eye just in socks. And for that's that and that's just for a hundred, hundred and twenty five kids, whatever. Not to mention if you got sixteen, eighteen sports and you got, you know, four to five hundred athletes. So yeah, I mean when you put a when you put a dollar figure to that, which which inventory tracking can do, you know, that then it helps bridge that gap between the business office and the equipment room a little bit, puts you on the same page. Some of the they can understand a little more. Even those, you know, those number of crutches still uh, struggle with it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're as stingy as you can be with your with your equipment uh, issuing, and you're still spending, you know, oh. fifteen thousand dollars on socks and compression shorts. And they're like, "Why is all of this stuff like? Why are you using this much of it?" And you're like, "Well, did you ever play? Did you run every single day and wear, you know, wear wear this all the time?" I mean, like if you're running through socks. Trust me, like, I mean, here's a perfect example. Adidas had a, a practice sock. It was just like a normal, like, cotton white sock. And it's a very comfortable sock. It's a nice, like, padded sock. But it broke down very quickly. And so, you know, when I was at Cincinnati, we went through socks. Like, they weren't going to literally make them anymore because yeah. guys at practice. I mean, when you, if you're running all day, every day in, in these socks and using them for not just practice, but for lifting as well and, Obviously, they have you know multiple pairs, but they're going to wear out. So you're going through a lot of them. You're yeah, you're spending a lot of money, and you to try and justify it, it makes it a hell of a lot easier if you have an inventory system. You're like, well, each guy got you know three pairs of socks at the beginning of the season. By week three, I uh, had to replace everybody's sock except for <laughs> you know the kickers. And right. yeah, here here we are. Yeah, no, absolutely help help with that gap, and then. Uh, you know, and obviously we talked about the ordering and, and trying to get, you know, when you're doing futures, you're going to guess. You got to guess. But at least with inventory tracking software, you can make an educated guess. You know, it's you're going to see the trends of what, you know, 20 years ago, everybody liked to wear their clothes loose. You never bought a small in your life. Now I have six smalls in my orders. Oh, I'd, have to, I'd have told my players, like, listen, you're a collegiate athlete. You can't wear a small. It's not allowed. <laughs> exactly. It, it, why? Why? Why do we need to wear smalls? Why, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Why are we wearing smalls here? Yeah, I mean the the thing that bothered me the most about watching the NCAA tournament was watching guys tuck their their game shorts up into their compression shorts. So it literally, yeah. like their shorts were so small, and I was just like, I, I, I mean, I understand that you like, I don't know, maybe you want to show off your your legs or something for for the ladies out there, but <laughs> like, what are we what are we doing like? I'm telling oh, you, then, a, yeah. a gym short, a game short, they're so thin anyways. Those things are paper thin. Like it's oh, not yeah. holding you, it's not holding you back from running fast. No. No. You know, and then again, you know, when, when Michael Jordan started playing, he had short shorts on too. And then, you know, late eighties, early nineties, he brought those knee length shorts and they've been theirs ever since. And now it seems seems like the trend is heading back up. Yeah, no, it's going back to the to the I'm sorry, to the to the fans out there. Back going back to the nut huggers, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are Mark for bike coaches shorts. Hey, we'll go back to those. Those coaches, the polyester coaches short. Yeah, you know if you could if you could find some bike coaches shorts, I'm sure you could find some customers for them. I guarantee that. 
no doubt. <laughs> oh, I mean, there'd be plenty of Halloween costumes that year, um, at least. But yeah, I, I think I think that's that's uh, an interesting point with with the smalls and everything else. I just want to, I'd love to get like the equipment managers who worked back with um, like Earl Campbell in the tearaway jerseys and just bring them forward right. in time. Uh, in an instant, and let them see Adidas jerseys, and then <laughs> then ask them yeah. their opinions. Uh, yeah, what is that? How's that, how's how are you moving that? Uh, you know, I wonder that myself. Yeah, the, the I, I don't appreciate thing. taking peeling uniforms off of players after games when they're nice and sweaty. But that's, well, no, that's I mean, it's, at least it's know. easier than whenever you're trying to dress them before a game. Whenever you had, I mean, my biggest thing was like you had your Carbon Tech pads, right? Those were, in my opinion, like my my favorite pad in the country. Like, hands down, I still wish they made them because those were such good shoulder pads. But trying to get a guy in a jersey in those things, I literally like oh. my fingers, like the my knuckles were literally like rubbed raw from trying to get guys in those jerseys, like trying to pull it over their head, get it down their pads. Like it was insane. I would, I had a, you know, always every single week had a group of guys coming to me. Uh, especially like even at home games, like they would walk down to the, to the equipment room and just be like, Hey, you ready? I was like, well, no, <laughs> but let's go ahead and do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, really you know, that, goes, that goes in the other duties as assigned pulling, pulling the wet sweaty jerseys off the shoulder pads. That's yeah. They don't tell you that up front. <clears throat> yeah. They don't tell you up front. That's definitely other, oh. other duties as assigned there. Yeah. At least with laundry, <laughs> you get to wear gloves and stuff. You can't wear gloves whenever you're putting on, putting a jersey on a guy, right? Yeah, let's let's be honest. I mean, I don't know how many equipment guys came down with COVID, but probably not too many because we've done so much laundry, we were already immune to it. Yeah, hundred percent. If you're exposed to what we're exposed to on a daily basis, trust me, you're good. Yeah, Yeah. I don't need need a vaccine. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm already immune to a lot of things, but (laughs) but yeah, you you hit it at a little bit there. Do do both of you have um, any any good examples of maybe another duty as assigned? I imagine. Uh, they they are both very different from a vendor perspective and and what we do in the, in the equipment world. So this this could be kind of a fun question. Well, you know, I, you know you know very well, and there anybody out there listening, you know, other dudes as assigned. It, it's who it's 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 broad. It's a very broad thing from from being a pseudo ops guy, um, <laughs> at the you know or or. All of a sudden, you're to, you have to run the clock for something, or you know, become an, you have to become an electrician to figure out why a clock doesn't work. You're 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 a part time weatherman, and when you get that wrong, you know they're they're mad at you because you, the weather screwed up. It's like it's your fault. Um, gosh, some of the other paint. Oh, I've I've been the groundskeeper too, painting lines on on fields, practice lining practice fields. Um, Albie, how about when you had to go get the truck? You had to go rescue your oh, equipment truck. I had rescue. Well, we when um, we had a uh, we had a twenty four foot trailer we used to transport equipment in, and then we, we'd run a pick from we'd run a pickup and haul to games. And we actually have a guy in the chemistry department loves it, loves driving the truck, and so he would drive it, you know, show up the games, and he'd unload it and help. Help us with headsets and so on, so on and so forth. By the way, we're all radio technicians because we know how to use headsets. Uh-huh. And uh, and so, so uh, 2016, we went to the national championship game, and we threw everything in the trailer and got on down there. And 
we get down there and all of a sudden everyone's add more things to the trailer and more things to the trailer. And after the game, we was in a hurry like like it is when you're trying to catch that flight. And we get so we left him. I left him there with a few of my students that were riding back. We had a, we had a deal that the students that flew down had to drive back and vice versa. So we got all our students on on the on the, to the championship game. You know, okay. you got you got to fight to get some of those luxuries sometimes. Yeah, uh, so, more than sometimes. Yeah. So we that was the deal. So they they fly three of the Vanders down. The other three would go in the pickup truck. So, uh, but yeah. So we left those three kids. We went to the airport to fly out after the game, and um, we get there, and all of a sudden we said, oh, well, um, yeah, the planes had mechanical problems. You have to wait. So what happened is somehow all the airbags deployed, and so they was putting all those little airbags back into it, making sure they had to figure out a, a fuse blew or something. They all popped out of the plane, so they had to put them all back and get it all so we was at we was at Love Field for I don't know three four hours waiting for this to take place. So we finally got home. I want to say I got home four in the morning from from the championship game that started at I believe one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so we got home at four o'clock, got to bed. Actually, at that point, I didn't really care. So we actually went and got breakfast, and I think I got to bed about five thirty. So at eight o'clock. My guy who drives the truck calls me, hey, you know, we're just getting started. We made it to the Arkansas border last night. I says, I'll, we'll probably back early, you know, probably back later on tonight or something like that. All right, that's fine. Just let me know if you have problems. Roll back over and go to sleep. Get a call a couple hours later. Hey, the trailer's way overloaded. We've blown three tires. And now we're, we can't, we have to wait and buy, and the rims are shot. So we have to wait here till tomorrow till the tire shop can open and yada, yada, yada. But this trailer is overloaded. And so so at that point, I had a box truck at the airport in case we flew anything back. Because we flew some things down there. Mm-hmm. And so I, had to, so I had to take it back on Monday. So I went, grabbed the box truck, and started driving my way <laughs> a few hours of sleep down to meet them in Arkansas. So I got there early the next day. And then they got the wheels fixed. And then we loaded some of the stuff on the box truck. And started driving all the way back. And we got to about Akron or so and had about an hour drive to to, to Youngstown. And it was just, it was an absolute blizzard. I don't know if we went over 40 miles an hour. And <laughs> I don't even remember. It's all its all blank. That part of the memory is all blank. I don't know if I was sleeping behind the wheel or whatever. But <laughs> we, we eventually got home. And But it was Tuesday. The kids that had the Monday classes completely missed them. <laughs> and they missed some of their Tuesday classes. So, um, yeah, so rescuing your equipment from, from being stranded in the middle of the highways, another uh, duty as, you know, that just was assigned to me. And, uh, yeah, that was a great trip. Watched the, we watched the national championship, the, the, the F, FBS national championship. We watched that on a laptop with a hotspot on the, on the dashboard. <laughs> so that you know that occupied a few hours that night so but it was uh yeah that was that's just that's one of my duties that was you know one of the other duties i've assigned i've been assigned or self-assigned really yeah you missed uh afca because of that too did miss afca because of that um but well you know it was a good it was a good time you know afca is every year most times yeah, yeah. Most times, not in, not in COVID times, but yeah, not most of the time. times, but uh, most times, 
Yeah, it's so, not every year you get to take a scenic drive on no sleep from Ohio, uh, Arkansas. Yeah, absolutely. Drive that you never do. <laughs> I yeah. <recommend> <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I. I would say, do you have any, Brittany? Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know if I have one as a vendor. I definitely have one as a equipment wife. Um, <laughs> I okay. So we're together. Hi, six months maybe, and uh, we make it through um, camp barely. You know, it's rough, mm. and Ali's Ali's hanging on no sleep. Um, and so we hit like the season, and I go on my first road trip. It's to Western Illinois. Mm. Oh, it's it. You know, it's it's good. You know, that's a great road trip. And, uh, I get there and, uh, a lot of the, I don't, you know, I, I don't know exactly the mechanics because it was a long time ago, but the jerseys need to be put on the shoulder pads. And so, um, you know, we have good, you know, breakfast in the morning. It's, it's good. We, we walk into the uh, the room to kind of set it up and everything. And I, you know, I'm new. I'm just like floating along, just like happy, like, Oh, this is so cool. Look at this locker room. This is great. And Albie's running around doing his thing and he has all his kids. And so I'll be like, essentially like gives me a player bag. He like shoves it into my hands and he's like, put a Jersey on this like shoulder pad. And, and he's like, you know, monitor the kids, and then he just runs off. <laughs> you worry, you got this. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, I got this. You know, I, I got a finance degree. I, I can do this. I, you know, I can, I can math my way through this. You know, teeny tiny jersey, four sizes too small onto this giant piece of equipment that you know just happens to be sticky for no apparent reason to myself at the time. <laughs> Either Velcro or uh, uh, carpet tape. It, I mean, you got to. It was yeah. carpet tape with that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta make sure the jersey stays down. You gotta. Make sure you guys don't get held. Oh, I, I completely understand now. <laughs> you know, twelve years, twelve years later, I, I completely understand the concept. Six months in, I was pretty sure that I was getting punked. <laughs> yeah, you got this. Just uh, it's okay. And you're like, where are the hidden cameras? Uh, anywhere? <laughs> you know, if the, yeah. if, if the jersey doesn't have a brain. The shoulder pads don't have a brain. You got a brain. Just you're smarter than it. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, also, and his kids at the time were not helpful because they were, you know, they were just mad they had to ride in the back of the truck because, you know, the equipment manager's girlfriend got to ride in the front this net, you know, this time. So uh, it's always uh, something. Uh-oh. It's always something. They were just like, you figure it out. You're on your own, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, here's at least my last question. And, um, you know, this is. Just kind of something that we had, we had talked about a little bit during the break, but you know, what schools are you guys in right now? And you know, do you have plans to expand into maybe even like the high school level? Because I know that that is becoming something that's a little bit more prevalent um, for just inventory systems and making sure that kind of things are taken care of the way they need to be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're in all levels right now, all the way from high schools to, uh, to pro sports. Um, and I definitely think that there's, there's an increasing need at the high schools. Um, I think it's really definitely relates to the fact that I'm trying to make the software more easy to kind of drop in, in a equipment room and add equipment because those high school guys just don't have it. One of my, one of my high school equipment managers has, he's the only person and he has over 900 student athletes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, it be, goes beyond the, the measure of kind of superhero. It's just, they're, they're managing things that are really just superhuman. And so uh, making things that are kind of simple and everything to drop into the high school level, I think is this, incredibly important and there's there's definitely improvements that can be made um i think through all equipment software to make it more accessible for the for the high school for the high schools um yeah but uh i don't know i guess like shout out to like some of the schools not gonna go through like the entire list but uh you know arizona state um hawaii uh we let's see here who else do I don't want to. I don't want to have to put you guys on the spot and, and you know no. make you miss out on anybody because I don't want anybody to feel slighted here. I just no. I mean, well, we you've got, yeah. we also have Tulane, um, Ryan down at UAB. Um, both Ryan, both Ryan's, both, both Ryan's are great. We have a great time with them. Um, yeah, Tulane, UAB, FIU, no, yeah, FIU, FIU, um, SIU. Wonder how they got there. Wonder how they got that one. Um, <laughs> uh, still no enough people there but uh geez i know we're getting somebody though well you know oh, all, okay. all the high schools and the community colleges i'm not going to necessarily give give a you know an actual shout out to them and uh also the uh the professional teams that we work with and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna not you know say them because i don't i don't know if they would like that but <laughs> uh but they're there and we love them <laughs> understandable i mean Obviously, you guys are, are are still growing in the industry, and that's that's a huge thing. So uh, it's it's really fun to see, and it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys. So uh, we we really want to thank y'all for for joining us today and sitting down to talk with us. I know um, you know we've been on here for what is it almost you know almost two hours, two. just just talking, you know, just hanging out, um, shooting the shit, if you will, and. It's been, you know, a, a pleasure for for me and Scott to hear more about your company, learn more about what you guys are doing, and um, really get to know both of you because that's that's really what we wanted to do with this, and that's why we we really started this podcast is to talk to other equipment managers, talk to other people in the industry, and and our, you know our vendors, and really get to know you guys, and hopefully with with this vendor series and with talking to you guys, we're able to kind of spotlight what y'all do. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. you know, we, uh, every equipment manager knows that there's a grind and there's, you know, a lot of stuff that we have to do on a daily basis, but we don't really necessarily think about what our, what our vendors go through. So we know y'all are busy. We know you guys are doing the best to your ability to, to take care of us. You know what I mean? It, you, you guys have your sleepless nights thinking about how, you know, something might go wrong for us where we have our sleepless nights thinking about, forgetting a, a jersey or a helmet or something so um you know we we appreciate you guys coming and in, in talking with us and sitting down with us and um we're looking forward to a, a convention happening here sometime 
in person, I know we do have a virtual convention coming up, but an in-person convention where we can all get together and I can finally uh, shake somebody's hand as opposed to uh, waving to you guys over, over a Skype call. So, yeah, we really can't thank you enough for, for having us and like just providing this outlet and showcasing the equipment industry as, as a whole, it's really important what you guys do. And I personally really like your podcast. I listen to it every week. Um, and it, you know, it's always really, it's entertaining and it's also really informative and I just can't thank you enough for, for having us on here. Yes. Same goes to me. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great effort you guys have done, you know, bringing this out to the other equipment managers. Like, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's like we got to COVID. We, we, we really didn't have an idea to do and it filled, you know, we did our little podcast and then mm-hmm. I got busy. It's hard, sort of hard to, Filling that a little more for me, and and Brittany's working more on software now. And uh, but this podcast has been great. I listen to it frequently. I mean, it's great the way you brought in young young kids and let them get their names out there, so people can see you know hear of them. You know, it's we we actually should probably do some. We probably do have a real convention. We should probably do a podcast from the convention itself and have a, have people drop in and. It, which would be quite entertaining. Let's be honest. Some of some things I said at convention uh, would be yeah, entertaining. Be a full full on edit for that one. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and a team of editors. <laughs> yeah, a lot of editing going on in that one. But um, you know, but we're, we're looking forward to getting back in the swing. And honestly, um, you know, for us, it's it's so much easier to talk to people and show them software up 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 you know up close and in person and. And handle the questions rather than doing Zoom meetings and things like that because it just, you know, I, I being a vendor like you got like you know of it's it's so much easier to talk to somebody in person instead of it, it's just a different dynamic than doing it over a Zoom call without a doubt. Absolutely, enough with these these Zoom call waves and and the fist bumps <laughs> and everything else. Uh, hopefully, we can get get back to the normal stuff and. We're gonna see. I will. Patrick and I will be at the the convention this year, uh, virtual. So we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll go smoothly. It'll be fine. It'll definitely be different. Um, but right. yeah, like your idea. We've we've talked about doing a doing a AEMA uh, convention podcast. I think that's something that'll be pretty cool. But guys, it's been a pleasure. We really enjoyed it. We we wanted to have y'all on once we once we started doing this vendor series. You guys were already on our short list. We were glad y'all reached out. Y'all had an entertaining podcast that you had your first season last year too. I think we had an, had the same idea around the same time. So great minds think alike. Uh, everybody, go check them out. Check out Equip Check. No pun intended. And uh, <laughs> we we really appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks, you Thank guys. You so Thanks. See ya. <laughs> See ya.